Second Corinthians chapter number 10. We are going to read from verses 1 through to 6. By the meekness and gentleness of Christ, I appeal to you, I, Paul, whom am timid when I when face to face with you, but bold when away. I beg you that when I come, I may not have to be as bold as I expect to be towards some people who think that we live by the standards of this world. For though we live in the world, we do not war as the world does. Hallelujah. Weapons of we f- the weapons we fight with are not weapons of, this, of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Uh, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Amen. Can you give me verse, verse uh, 4 and 5 in the old uh, King James, original King James again? For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds and casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Amen. We started talking about the secret weapons of our warfare. And I said to you last week that they are secret because sometimes we don't deploy them. Sometimes we don't even know that they are there. For us to deploy. Amen. And sometimes, because we are not very, very uh, knowledgeable in how to use the weapons, we end up using it against our own selves. And I gave you the first weapon. Uh, last week, did we look at it? I said, give me a picture of the bazooka again. No, a bazooka. Give me a picture of a bazooka. And I said to you that bazooka is, is a certain type of uh, armor which, when you shoot, it goes the opposite direction. Are you with me? So if I, if I want to shoot this way, I have to turn that way. Are, are you getting it? If, if you shoot where it is pointing, you end up killing your own troops. Some of us, we don't realize, have you seen it? So, so where this guy is looking at, it's not where the missile is going to come from. It's going to come from behind him. And it's going to hit anybody who is behind him. Not going to hit anybody in front. It's going to hit those behind. Sometimes our confession that we make, they are like bazookas that hits, they hit our own families. They hit our own children. The things we say, you see, the things, sometimes, you see, the things you, you, you pray, you don't receive them as quick as the things you say. Hallelujah. In Mark chapter 11, verse 23, the Bible says that you, you shall have whatever you say. It is not even the things you are praying for, the things you are saying. The things you say subconsciously all the time, those are the things, they are like bazookas. Amen. 
And when you are in difficult times, like uh, how many will agree with me that we are in difficult times? If these seasons, if we all agree that these seasons are difficult seasons and difficult times, then we must know the types of, 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 of ammunitions that we need to deploy and deploy them right so that we can, we can use, we can navigate and we can be successful in this life. Hallelujah. And last week we started looking at the secret weapon of praise. How many were here? I don't want to go back through it. The secret weapons of, of praise is a, is a lot of things. You, you get a tape or watch it again next if you go home. Hallelujah. But today, I want to move to the next one. And it's the secret weapon of faith. Somebody say faith. The secret weapon of faith. How many of faith is a weapon? Faith is a weapon. Hallelujah. In Hebrews chapter 11, let's, let's look at um, uh, Ephesians, Ephesians 6. Ephesians 6, I think 16 says that, above all, taking the shield of faith. Taking the shield of faith with which you may quench the fairy darts of the wicked one. You see, that, that, it's an armor that you can use to parry, you can use to push the devil. You know, in those days, they have a shield and then they have a sword. So the sword, you use the shield to, if somebody wants to strike at you or throw a javelin at you, use the shield to block the, 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 the sword. Or sometimes you can use the shield to push the enemy away. So you can use it to hit the enemy or you can use it to block the 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 attack of the enemy. Hallelujah. Our faith, the faith that we have, is something that we must deploy in these difficult days. Indeed, in these difficult seasons, our faith in God must not be a matter of academics. It must not be a, a matter of, okay, we, 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 we know and we, we are faith people. No, the Bible says the just shall live by Faith. Amen. Especially when we are in challenging times, the Bible is saying that we must live by the faith that we have in God. Amen. In 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 11 and 12, is that, but you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, and love, patience, gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith, lay hold of eternal life to which you were called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Hallelujah. He says that we must fight the good fight of what? Faith. It is a fight. Faith is not something you just have because you're a Christian. Because when the world is saying that there is a second wave of coronavirus, when the world is saying that everybody's losing their jobs, everybody is, is, is uh, uh, this time around, more people are going to be infected, it's, it's getting even worse, and people are going to die more than they've died already. When everybody's saying it everywhere else, you should say something different. And the thing must be subconscious, it must be conscious, you must fight to say the, the, the things that is not obvious. The obvious thing is that we are dying. The obvious thing is that the boss has said that a lot more people are going to lose their jobs. The obvious thing is that a lot, we are going to have a lot of difficulty. 
as we are moving towards Christmas, as they say that the, the weather is changing and it's getting colder, the virus is going to take another turn. With the cold, the virus is going to become more vicious than it has been. That is what they are saying, but faith is saying the opposite. A thousand shall fall to the left and ten thousand to the right, but none shall come near my dwelling place. Only with my eyes I'll behold, but it will not come to me. It takes a fight. Hallelujah. It takes a fight of faith to say that it will, it will, I will hear of it. I will see it, but it's not coming near me. So it's a fight, the good fight of faith. Amen. It's a weapon. Faith is a weapon. Hallelujah. Faith is a weapon. Because all around us, the news and everything is telling us the opposite. It's telling us that, listen, we should be very afraid. Hallelujah. In Ephesians 6, it says that, Quench, you must quench or extinguish the attack of Satan. The attack of Satan. You see, one of the greatest attacks of Satan is fear. Are you with me? The, the thing that, that, that Satan always uses to attack us is the fear of the thing itself. Job says that the thing that I greatly feared has come over me because the absence of faith is fear. So when he introduces fear, it takes away faith. Amen. And sometimes we become propagators of fear rather than faith. As we keep talking, we don't talk the word. We speak what we are feeling or we speak what we are seeing. And all those things that we are seeing and feeling is not faith. Hallelujah. We We say, let the weak say what? I am strong. Let the poor say what? I am rich. How can I say I'm rich when I'm broke? How can I say I'm rich when my, my boss, uh, my, my landlord has given me the eviction notice? If I was rich, I would have paid my rent. How can, how can I say I, I'm rich when they, they've told me that today, this Friday, Friday gone past, that was my last day at work. As from uh, Monday, as from tomorrow, I don't have a job. Hallelujah. It may sound intellectual to quote the real, what you are seeing, the obvious. But it says that fight the good fight and don't say what you are seeing or what you are feeling, but say the truth. The truth is different from what what you are feeling. The real and the truth are not the same thing. Amen. Amen. As a Christian, faith must be a lifestyle. Especially in these difficult times that we are in. The first thing we must have with faith is that it must be our lifestyle. Amen. How many remember in in, uh, 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 Joshua? Joshua, the Bible says, uh, chapter 6. It says that, And Jericho was straightly shut up. None went out and none came in. Hallelujah. It was straightly, it was locked down. Isn't it? Jericho was straightly shut up. None went out, none came in. Verse 2 says, And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given you the land. How 
can you give me a land that is locked? I can, how can you give me a land that I can't go in? You are telling me that you've given it to me, but I don't have access into the land. I cannot go into the land. I cannot do anything. You say you have given me. You say you've given me a new job when nobody's hiring. It takes faith to see beyond what you are seeing. How many understand what I'm saying? It takes faith to see beyond what you are seeing. See, when, when things are okay, when life is okay, when everything is rosy, you don't use faith as much as when it's difficult. Amen. And when life becomes difficult, as Christians, we must, we must revert to the lifestyle of faith. Amen. We must revert to a lifestyle of faith where we depend more on the faith than on our uh, bank balance. Hallelujah. Yeah. These days, when you speak to pastors, and you should realize that we, we talk a lot about uh, a lot of things, but we ourselves, we don't have faith. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, sometimes when I speak to my colleague pastors, I realize that a lot of us don't have faith. See, like everybody's running to go and ask the government for loans. We are also going to ask for the government for loan. They are giving lottery, uh, whatever. The church is also running to go and collect lottery loan. Where is our faith? If the just shall live by faith, then the church must also live by faith. Hallelujah. We, you and I, must live by faith. And the faith is saying that when Jericho is securely locked up, then God has given us that land. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. You see, the, 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 the scripture, let's go, go back to that scripture. And the Lord said, see, so faith must hear what the Lord is saying. In, 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 in Romans chapter 10, verse 17, so then faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. You must hear what God is saying when you are in difficulty. When life is difficult, we must hear what the Lord is saying. Because God always speaks in difficult times. Amen. For somebody here today, God is speaking to you. That it's time for you to build on your faith. It's time for you to depend on me by faith. It's now time to make faith your lifestyle, not your job. Not, not, not that, that uh, uh, whatever promise that you got. No. Live on faith. I said live on faith. Make it a lifestyle. Because without faith, you cannot please God. Amen. In Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6, it says that, and without faith, it is impossible to please God. For anyone that comes to God must know that what? He is. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Without faith, you cannot please God. If we want to be a, a, a children that please their God, we must have faith. We must live on faith. We must budget with faith. Listen, everybody has faith. I say everybody has faith. Let me show you. Let me show you practically what faith is. Everybody has faith. Everybody has faith. Do you know, America is voting, right? America is voting in the next two, three weeks. 
And how do you know that the next gov uh, president will do everything that he says he will do? How do you know? You don't know. But he has faith in his word. That what he has said, he will do. So it is faith to, do, to elect, to go and vote. None of us came this morning. We examined the chair we sat on. We know, check the legs. Make sure that the left can support us before we sat on it. As soon as you came, you dropped your weight on it. Why? Because you have faith in the chair. Have you not sat on a chair that you it gave way and you fell before? Who has, who has sat on a chair that you fell before? You, if you have sat on a chair that made you fall before, then there is a probability that you can, you can sit on a chair and fall. But you didn't check. Why? Because you have faith in the chair. Because when you look at the steel legs and everything, it looks like it can support your weight. That is faith. When you got up this morning, you used faith to get out of, of bed. How do you know that your legs could support you? Have you never taken one step and fallen before? But you got out of, of bed and you took a step. You assumed that your legs could support you. So you have faith. All of us have faith. It's just that we, we, we select when and how to use our faith. Hallelujah. I said we select when and how to use our faith. It's amazing how we will use our faith everywhere else but the word of God. Hallelujah. You cannot resist the attack of Satan without... Let, let's read Hebrews 11. Let's read the whole of Hebrews 11. Maybe one, two. Hebrews 11, are you there? Now, faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, that's for by faith, the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of the things which are visible. By faith, Abel offered a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that... He pleased the Lord. He was righteous. God testifying of his gift. And through it, he being dead still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken away so he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it's impossible to please him. Hallelujah. Are, are you with me so far? By faith. The, the, by faith. Do you know that they say that faith is a substance of what? Things hoped for. So, so faith is what drives our hope. Did you answer that? How many hope for something? You hope to own your own business. It's a hope. Hope in itself is just a wish. That doesn't mean anything. But when you add faith, faith is a substance of things hoped for. I hope for it, so I start working towards it. Then I, transfer, I translate it from just a wish into faith. 
Amen. Nobody knows that this uh, course you are doing or you are about to start, whether you'll be able to do it. It's a wish at the beginning. But as you start studying and start working towards it, it's no longer a wish. It becomes faith. I have faith that just as I've started, I will finish. And not only just finish, I will do well. Hallelujah. Can you see the difference? So faith, you know, like, like faith is, oh, I wish to be married. But now that you have, you have got, started the journey towards marriage, how do you know whether the marriage will be a good one? So it takes faith to take the step. Are you getting it? Take the step and then start going small, small. You go and go and go and go. Then when you look back, it's like, wow, faith only makes sense after the event. Hallelujah. After the event, you must have had faith to have a church. Because when we started the church, there was nobody. How did we know that the church will become a church? It was a wish. Then when we started, it became faith. Hallelujah. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Then it becomes faith because now it becomes something you are doing or something you are working towards it. We say we believe, we wish to see God, we believe in God, but as we live a life of faith, then we are becoming children of faith indeed. Hallelujah. Faith gives meaning to hope. I say faith gives meaning to hope. Faith helps us to fight the good fight of faith. In 1 Timothy 1, 12, it says, I thank, Jesus, I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who enabled me because he counted me faithful, <clears throat> putting me into the ministry. Faith helps you to fight a good fight. <coughs> Hallelujah. Faith always makes sense after the event. Faith helps you to overcome the world. In 1 John 5, 4, the Bible says that anyone that is born of God overcomes the world, for this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Amen. So if you want to be an overcomer of any difficult task, an overcomer of life, an overcomer of, of, of anything, you must have faith. In uh, Joshua chapter 1, the Bible says that, and when Moses died, verse 1, it says that, and the Lord appeared to Joshua and said, Joshua, Moses, my servant, is dead. Hallelujah. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now arise, go to the Jordan, you and all the people with you. And I will give to them, the children of Israel, the land that I promised. Verse 3. Every place the sole of your foot shall tread upon, I have given it to you. As I said to Moses, from the river to uh, uh, wilderness and all that. Move on. Next, next verse. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so will I be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong. Somebody say be strong. You see, it takes strength. It takes strength to live a life of faith. It takes strength, especially in difficult times. It takes strength to believe in God. Am I talking to somebody? It takes strength to come to church. 
Do you know that a lot of people don't come to church since this, this pandemic season? A lot of Christians are backslidden. Why? Because it takes strength to believe in the God that he's still on the throne and he still rules in the affairs of, of men. If God is God, how come this God hasn't given us a, an antidote to uh, this virus? Most, most of our churches are down to 30% attendance, 40% attendance. Why? Because it takes strength and courage to still keep believing when times are hard. Hallelujah. I say when times are hard, it takes strength and courage to keep believing in God. Verse 7, go to, go to the next verse. Only be strong. Can you see that? He keeps on telling him, only be strong and be of good courage. Be strong and be of good courage. Be strong. Why? Because you need to be strong in the Lord. You need to be strong in the Lord. Hallelujah. We need to be strong in the word of God. What does the word of God say? Not what I'm feeling. Not what the people are saying. Not what my neighbors are saying. Not what the news is saying. Not what the government is saying. Because if you follow the government, it, the, the, this pandemic has shown us that the government has no clue what it's doing. How many will agree with me? They don't have a clue. All these scientists, and when I see them every, uh, is it 7 o'clock, they come and stand there. In that little podium, they come and stand there. Look at these useless people. Because everything they've told us up to today from March, none of it has worked. And when they are talking, they, they make it sound as if they, this thing that they are coming to do, it will make life so easy and better. No, nothing will happen. Nothing is working. Nothing is working. So I'd rather believe in God. I'd rather believe in the word of God than anything else. I'd rather believe in what he has said in his word. Hallelujah. Because the scientists don't have an idea. The president, prime minister don't have a clue. Amen. Ah, what I'm saying is not true. From March, they've been telling us every day they are doing new, uh, uh, what do you call it? New, uh, uh, the scientists have said that, they say lockdown, they locked us down for however many months. It didn't work. Now they say they want to lock us down all two weeks, as if two weeks would make any, if from March to now it didn't make any difference, what do two weeks do? Tier one, tier two, tier three, what is all this? <laughs> Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 21. <laughs> Matthew 21 verse 22. The Bible says that, And whatever things you ask in prayer, believe, and you shall receive. Hallelujah. I say believe, and you shall receive it. Believe that God will take you through this difficult time. That you will not, you will not fall down to coronavirus. Believe it. Pray and believe and ask. That not me, 
Me and my family were exempted. Me and my church members were exempted. Hallelujah. How can we live by faith? How can we live a life of faith? Number one, choose the word of God first. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, the Bible says that, and the word of God is quick and sharp and powerful than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of the, spirit, the soul and the spirit and of the joints and marrow. It's a descender of the thought and intents of the heart. Hallelujah. The word of God is sharp. This is a time for us to lean on the word of God. Those of us who don't have like a, a tape, you're always listening to news. Listen, make sure that now the podcast becomes your best friend. What do you call, call, call that? Is it, our own is called what? Is it a podcast? Yeah, podcast, CICC. When you go on, there are hundreds and hundreds of messages. Instead of listening to uh, BBC News or CNN, always talking about Donald Trump. I get tired of listening to news because it is depressing. He says, oh, we'll get the vaccine before the election. The election has finished. Become an avid listener of messages. Build your faith. Faith comes by hearing. Read the Bible. I say read the Bible. Read the Bible every time. And listen to messages every time. Next one. Do not allow doubt to enter into your, your space. Don't allow people that always talk about things that will make you fear. And will bring doubt. Numbers chapter 23, verse 19. God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. Has he not said, or will he not do? Has he not spoken, and will he not make it good? If God has spoken, God has spoken. Amen. I say, if God has spoken, God has spoken. Hallelujah. Let the word of God be final. Let the word of God settle any argument. What does the word of God say concerning your job? He says he will bless your, 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 your water and your bread. He will make sure. I've been young and now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaking nor his seed begging bread. You will never beg for bread. I say you will never beg for bread. Hallelujah. Don't worry about losing your job. I said, don't worry about losing your job. Begin to speak the word of God over your life. Mark eleven twenty three. For I surely I say unto you, whoever shall say to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes all those things that he says it will be done. It will be done. He will have whatever he says. If you believe it, you will have it. So what you say is very important. Amen. Always say the right things. I say say the right things. Let the weak say I'm strong. Say the right things. 
Keep saying the right things. When everybody is cast down, you shall say there is a lifting. Hallelujah. When everybody is down, you say no, minus me. Yeah. Say to yourself every morning, this womb shall give birth. Yeah. Say, this, this finger shall see a wedding ring. Say, this bank balance. This bank balance will buy a house. Keep saying it. I say, keep saying it. Ah, uh, I don't think you are, you are, you, you, yeah, keep, keep saying, keep saying it, and start looking for mansions, start looking, start going, go around and look, go house hunting, that is when you give expression to your faith, it, you move it from just wish into faith, action. And God will give you wisdom. The Bible says true wisdom is a house built, not through money. Forget about money. Remember the first scripture we read that we are not operating under the world system. We don't operate under the world system. The world uses one system, but we don't operate that system. We operate something else. We have a different weapon. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Hallelujah. So begin to speak the word over your life. Yeah. Speak the word over your life. So don't go and it's like you have a little cold. <coughs> then you go and Google what are the symptoms of COVID-19. <laughs> they say loss of smell. <laughs> then you go, hey. <laughs> Am I smelling? <laughs> you say this, then you see you are, you are entertaining fear. No. No. I say no. Speak the word. Speak the word. Amen. I say speak the word. Live by faith. Amen. It's a weapon. Let's use it. Let's build it. The next one, the next weapon, I'm just going to mention it as we close. The next weapon is the weapon of the joy of the Lord. How many know that the joy of the Lord is a weapon? In Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 9, Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 9 to 12, and Nehemiah who was the governor, Ezra the priest, and the scribe, and the Levites, who taught the people, said unto all the people, This day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn nor weep. For all you people, all the people wept. And when they heard the, the words of the Lord, and he said to them, Go your way, eat the fat, drink the, the sweet, and send portions to, for, to those who, for whom nothing is prepared for this day is holy to the lord do not sorrow for the joy of the lord is your strength so the levites quieted all the people saying 
Be still, for the day is holy. Do not be grieved. Amen. All the people went their way to eat and drink and sent portions and rejoiced greatly because they understood the words that were declared to them. Amen. See, one of the things that Satan tries to do is to steal our joy in God. How many know that the most attacked institution during this pandemic is the church? It's as if the, 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 the COVID-19 lives in the church. A lot of people don't have a problem going to the shops. They don't have a problem going to work. They don't have a problem going to visit, even going to sit in a cafe. But when you tell them to come to church, immediately they say COVID-19. As if the COVID-19 lives in the church. But David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Because the, the thing that we need the most in this season is joy. And the joy of the Lord can only be found in the house of God. To give us strength to carry on. Hallelujah. We need the joy of God to carry on. And what they are trying to do is to stop us from coming to the house of God. Stop us from, you see... Preaching online is not the same. It can never be the same as sitting in the house of God. It can never ever be the same. Sitting in your home and watching me preach is not the same as being here. So fight whatever you need to fight to be here. Don't allow. He says that the people are, were crying and weeping because circumstances have made itself in such a way that you, you want to cry. You want to give up. You want to, you want to feel like it's no good. No. This is not a day for mourning. This is not a day for weeping. Rather, it's the day for the opposite. It's the day to have joy in God. Amen. Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. That's our secret weapon. I said, that's our secret weapon. When you go home, play some worship music. And by the time you finish, you will find some joy inside of you. By the time you finish worshiping, singing, blessing the Lord, yourself, you will find some strength, some inner strength built up. Hallelujah. 